Yo, 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 how you doing? How you doing? How y'all doing? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? <clears throat> Just got back from Vale. Had a little mini vacation. It was nice. And I got back and um, this little guy was in the mail. Black's Law Dictionary. Sucker is fat. That's a fat book. Uh, it's pretty cool. I highly recommend it. Even when you just first start looking into the definitions and things, it's... It's just so, it just automatically gives you a whole, uh, a new perspective, just a, like a longer frame context. It's really cool. So I will be, uh, looking into it. I think I, I think there's a lot of potential, like maybe comics or memes in this, in this massive book. So it's pretty cool. Um, what do we got here? Oh, let me pissed a lot of moon people off. I don't know if I pissed them off. They're just, it really just turns people into retards. They're just like, um, they're like, not you too, Jim Bob. It's like, shut up. I mean, listen to this guy. Air and space exploration. We're, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to have a base on the moon. We're going to have send people to Mars <laughs> uh, and, and make life multiplanetary. And I think this this day heralds a new age. Mars have, and, and make life multiplanetary. And I think this this day heralds a new age. This this day heralds a new age. Heralds a new age. We're going to go to the moon. I thought we went to the moon, Elon. No, he meant to, he meant again, Jim Bob. No, 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 no. We're not going to Mars. Mars is allegedly 30 million miles away. These people are probably like, if they believe us, it's their fault at this point. You can't send anything 30 million miles away. Okay? You're not, we're going to go to the moon. Like, the language is right there. He just told you. We're going to go to the moon. We didn't go to the moon. Elon Musk, I think his brother is the real operator. He's always in the shadows. Elon is like the semi-symmetrical one. Um, Bill Nye doesn't do it as far as getting young culture uh, interested in science unless they're uh, three-year-olds and they don't know what's happening to them. Um, Elon Musk is the cool, um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, what's that movie? Iron Man was kind of like a priming mechanism for Elon Musk. And Musk himself is like a, caric a caricature, like a character. And is, he's a marketing scheme to get people in the middle who aren't normally like, you know, whacking off to NASA a little bit more involved. He's like the bad boy, you know. He's the guy who's going to get the the people who are not really interested in uh, fake NASA 
interested in fake space, space travel. And what that does is it generates a bunch of confidence, um, otherwise known as, let's say, a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a, there's a term availability cascade. It's like a level of confidence in a certain narrative. And when you get the confidence, you can then appropriate funds toward uh, whatever that is. And that's what NASA really does. That's why they have to keep NASA shirts in uh, Urban Outfitters. And they had to make uh, MTV all about like the spaceman. And they just keep reinforcing these signals to you um, to justify that it's, a, it's like a real program we're dealing with here. And um, and then the funds keep coming. And so Elon Musk is like, you know, the new up-and-comer, you know. He's like, uh, he's like the ultimate spokesperson to get people interested, to get the public, uh, you know, associated to NASA specifically and, and space spending. It's such bullshit. It's just such bullshit. Um, here's my little girl on the on the train on the bus. Took buses everywhere in Vale. It was cool. What else? Um, here's a shot of uh, LeBron James getting plowed by a China bear. I thought that's kind of cool. Oh, here's something. Alphabet's Verily builds COVID-19 testing lab focused on rapid turnaround results. Okay, so Alphabet, the dude who created Alphabet named Eric Schmidt, is now works for the uh, National Security Commission for AI Development. Um, and he, uh, that's funded by InQtel. And they are... They're he he said in an interview that he was they didn't have a choice he was he needed to catch up to China's AI so Alphabet um, I believe is kind of like the uh, you know everyone's talking about Gilead and all like the companies and Moderna I really think like Alphabet anything connected uh, directly to the National Security Commission is more likely to be the players and then we're dribbled the sort of uh, peripheral players, you know, so it keeps the conversations on them. It doesn't really matter either way because it's all nonsense. Um, but that's, I just thought that was interesting. Um, Nashville lawmaker wants people not wearing a mask to be tried for murder and attempted murder. Okay. Okay. You keep doing that, buddy. Here's a little video of a hummingbird. I got, I got real close, like, uh, four inches. That's what was cool is that there were these hummingbirds everywhere. So again, I stayed with my um, my what my wife's mother gets points and stuff from the business that she does, and she got us into the um, she got us into the Ritz Carlton, and um, and so you know I'm classless. I don't belong there, by the way. Um, but I noticed something, and and this is kind of obvious, but I didn't experience it to this level, like. The value, the fake value, you know, how the, you know, how the, the pandemic just kind of pulled the curtain from a lot of this nonsense, materialism, fame, Hollywood, all of a sudden this curtain, just this veil, um, 
no pun intended, got pulled and you just see how, how much nonsense there actually is and how uh, a lot of these things don't matter at all and they're, they're valueless. And so it was like walking around this uh, overpriced, insane, insanely ritzy hotel and like I see this and it's like the fancy like loungy area, right? And then I look closer at this sign and it says it's just this massive sticker on on the the thing. And it's like just the sticker alone decreases the perceived value. You know, we all know this stuff is nonsense anyway. It's overpriced. But just the sticker alone just completely obliterated the perception of of quality um exclusivity you know and it's good i mean you look at it and you immediately think oh that's so annoying and lame but it's almost saying here's the truth you guys and all it took was a sticker on the couch to be like oh this is bullshit i mean most of us know it's bullshit but the contrast was very interesting um to me so I was just like, whoa, that's that's crazy. According to my therapist, every gay patient was molested as a kid. I think that's a high uh, probability, and I think the studies in that have been halted. <clears throat> um, so do I believe reptilians exist? No. Um, also, I was when I stopped in this uh, little town called... Um, Frisco and I drove we drove through and around there was like a farmer's market going on it was pretty cool didn't you know saw half masks half not and then we take a right on the street and it's super colorful and we're we're looking at it and we're like what is that what is the street it's like a very colorful art so we got drive a little slower and we see that it's, it says black lives matter and all of this like busy colors on the street you know like how they did it in all the, you know, everything you've seen in the news, I guess they did that pretty much everywhere. And we're just like, we started laughing because, you know, Frisco, it's just like high end, all white people, maybe some Asians. And there's just like, there's no black people there. And we're thinking, I was thinking like, first of all, this city has no black people. It's just all very wealthy white people who decided to paint Black Lives Matter. Secondly, when you paint it on the street like that, you can't actually read it. And I was thinking, you know, the only way for a black person to appreciate that is if they rode in a helicopter. And we all know how that goes. I mean, first of all, how many black people get to ride in a helicopter? Second of all, when they do, it explodes. Let's face it. Um... So, what else we got here? Um, 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 um. Six feet away. Hummingbirds. Um. Oh, I just, uh. I'm attacking a little bit. I'm attacking, uh, libertarianism a little. It's fun, too, because there's a lot of holes in it. And the last couple of <clears throat> posts... I have another one coming up that's kind of going to be a really funny visual post. But, uh, I mean, these guys, they, like, come in hot when you when you make fun of the nap. They really come in hot, you know. And, um, and they get so, like, flustered because 
you could see that like it's their closest thing to to a to a basis for what is moral for what is good and right and if you just follow that you know if we just but they're just missing the biggest piece piece is like why we ought to do that you know on what basis is it grounded at all and people are like well that's not important and it kind of is because um especially if you have kids you know if you want to teach if you want to teach based on if you want to teach a philosophy right nap non-aggression principle would be a philosophy philosophy and logic go hand in hand so if you're going to teach a philosophy you should uh it's probably a good idea to ground it logically so that you can actually answer the questions and make it a coherent uh claim and it's just not you know it just doesn't work and so uh people don't like that you know what i mean um, I'll definitely have to do on my next D live. I'll, I'll definitely have to do a bunch with Ben Shapiro. I might even have to just animate something straight away. I mean, that guy, I, now I know he's autistic. You know, if you, if you tweet what he tweeted, I don't have the tweet on me, but you might pull, most of you probably saw it. He basically just admitted that his wife doesn't get wet. And, um, I, I remember doing a live stream like a couple months ago in my car and being like, you know, I have a gun. Yes, I have a gun. It's in a safe. And that safe is inside another safe. And inside that safe, next to the gun, is a number. And that number I call. If I need to use the gun, hopefully I never need to use the gun. But if I do, there is a number that I call. When I call that number, somebody answers the phone and walks me through how to use the gun. In the event I need to use that gun. He has, I think he has the same number in that, in that safe. He's like, in the event I need to, um be intimate with my wife and make her body get into a position and get into a state where she can receive me and we can actually make a baby, I will call the number. The same number for the gun is the same number for Brett. And the same number for Brett is the same number that I call to get my wife a little bit aroused. There's nothing wrong with the free market. That is what the free market is there for. I have Brett, Brett in my number on auto dial. There are a number of things that I need from him at any given moment. One of those things is getting my wife wet. There's nothing wrong with that. That is free market. I would never not pay him for his services. What I do is I put a little earbud in my ear. Brett talks to me through my ear like Cyrano de Bergerac. He guides me through like that movie Roxanne. You know, and, and, and somehow, I, I don't know how good he is about it, but it seems to be working just fine so far, you know. We don't have any Yelp reviews. <laughs> Cut the hole in the sheets. Brand new sheets. If you type in the code kosher, you will get balls and branch sheets that have a hole in them. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are embarrassed by the hole in the branches, in the in the sheets, you just type in that code and nobody will know that you typed in that code. The internet will process your order and they will be shipped automated. And when they arrive, you will be certain to have two sheets, two holes. Why are there two sheets with two holes? Well, you can use one sheet. It doesn't really matter. But in the event it's cold out and you want to have two sheets, there are two holes for that reason. 
we thought ahead about this. I had a meeting with Balls and Branch. I told him my concerns. I wanted to widen my audience. <clears throat> what are my critiques of libertarianism? Libertarianism doesn't account for uh, degradation and culture and degeneracy. Um, it basically says, as long as you don't bother me, dude, just like, don't steal my stuff. I don't care what you do. It's like, if you want to avoid conflict, if you want to avoid violence, um, degeneracy, cultural de degeneracy, moral degeneracy, sexual de degeneracy, all leads to violence. It all leads to some unwanted, unpreferred uh, conflict. And it's like, it doesn't account for degeneracy. I mean, that's really it. I mean, that's why like, it borrows from the moral law and then it just calls it like something else. It's like, you know, like, uh, it's basically nap is kind of like do unto others. Um, but, uh, it just, it just borrows and then it just doesn't ground it. So yeah, libertarianism basically allows for, it, it doesn't in, intervene socially. It doesn't intervene socially and for, and, uh, forcefully if needed. For instance, it's a gray area. It's like if there's degeneracy on on your streets years ago, you could you it's not a matter of law. You just remove the degeneracy. You somehow force it out, whether it's some sort of coercion or threat. And um that's the reality. I mean, if there's some fucking pervert outside my house and my kids are outside, I'm going to make it very uncomfortable to the point of um having the person removed that's and I'm not going to be it doesn't mean I'm going to appeal to the uh the government I don't I don't I don't care what the law is like moral law decency law laws that transcend uh you know you know the written government law the things that transcend them um those require different methods of enforcement than the the man's written law um, like decency, there's nothing, you know, the government can't actually regulate decency only to some extent, but really it has to be grounded in, in a deeper foundation. And so, yeah, libertarian, uh, libertarianism doesn't account for that. Um, uh, and it's also a libertarianism doesn't really have a strict, uh, line at which the state exists where it's legitimate. You know, if you're going to be like, it's almost to me, if you're going to be strict about the philosophy, you're basically have to admit you're an anarchist, but then you have to confront the problems with anarchy. And, um, but basically that's pr pretty much at its core, you know, libertarianism, it kind of, uh, it has a gray area giving, uh, making, making, it asserts that consent, anything with consent is morally good. It can't be morally bad. I disagree with that. And that's a generalization. I don't know if every libertarian would admit that. That's the also my critique is that it's gray area. It's like a, it's like choose your own adventure, right? It's like uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's, you know, I'm libertarian, and but I don't think, um, you know, a fourteen year old, even if they consented, uh, like that's okay. A fourteen year old and a fifty eight year old, and then there are some who are like, why not? Why not? Consent, consent, consent. 
It also asserts, it, it makes a bunch of moral claims, you know, like it's generally not based in a, in a coherent moral foundation. It, it, a lot of it assumes like the, the Molyneux, it assumes that um, consent is moral and doing something and abandoning or, or violating consent or bodily agency autonomy is objectively immoral and that's not true. Like, not without a basis, it's not true. Like, you'd have to ground the claim. So, a lot of them run, run around making the moral claims. And the, the reality is, if you make any ought claim, you're infusing your claim with morality. So, it's just... Libertarianism relies on the good in people. In the 1700s, it may have worked. Yeah. Well, it... Yeah, it relies, yeah, it relies on the assumption that people, um, I mean, it's kind of true. It's like most people behave consistent with the non-aggression principle, like pragmatically. I mean, the best argument for non-aggression is pragmatism, to base it, not, not moral. Um, but that stance um, has to accept um, anyone with... Like I said, uh, someone, let's say someone has the non, you, uh, you know, don't violate my, my, uh, you know, don't aggress me or else, right? That's a principle, right? Don't aggress me or else you might get hurt or killed, right? So it's a warning. It's like a beware of the dog sign, you know, but the aggressor could just make up his own principle that says, I'm an aggressor, um, if you're not prepared to defeat me, uh, or let, let's say the principle is be prepared to defeat me, and then the, and then the nap person with the nap sign in their in their uh, their yard wasn't prepared. the The aggressor can say you violated my my principle. You didn't prepare. Fair game. It's fair game. My principle is be prepared for me. Be prepared for me, the aggressor. If you're not, it's your fault. It's fair. Um, so, I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. What's my ideal? I don't have ideal systems. I, I, my, my belief is that um, men are fallen and, uh, and that any system we create, it, it's just we're equally vulnerable to our own uh, flaws, to all of the the sins of men, the greed, corruption, um, um, addictions, all of all of this stuff, uh, becoming our own gods, worshiping the creations, um, utopianism, which is super dangerous. Uh, a lot of people die from that. And so I don't have an ideal system because I don't have a, my fundamental worldview doesn't assert that we can get to a place like that, that, that word, here that we were created to achieve some outcome of worldliness. I don't believe that. I reject it. And a lot of people will hear that as cynicism or nihilism. And I can see that. I've made that point before. How, how um, from a theological perspective, um, it, the worldview itself could appear as nihilistic, like uh, pessimism. Um, similar to a nihilist who's just like, it doesn't mean anything, doesn't matter. 
it does matter, but the pursuit uh, toward the good um, is a is a spiritual battle. It's not measured in you know how equal the world is or how many how much money each person has or if everybody's fed or all these measures. You know, all these measures go into Bill Gates's uh, Excel spreadsheet, and that's a quick uh, quick detour. Uh, to pragmatism and utilitarianism. You know, that's how technocrats rise, is that they convince people the good can be stored in a drug, or, like, you can take morality, the pill, or, um, you know, if we just get to X or just get everyone here, we'll, we'll, you know, achieve a better, fairer, best world, and it's just all bullshit. It's just not logically grounded, so... Um, yeah, and it, you know, I'm not a nihilist and I'm not a pessimist. I think that l- living a moral life is a personal uh thing. It, you can't win the game. And um and there's this fine line between uh making good in the world in a material sense, you know, doing good, bringing forth the good, uh bearing fruits, multiplying growing a garden um loving loving one one another um acknowledging god prayer these things uh, you can't measure your uh, morality on a um you know like on the back of a baseball card you know what i mean you can't do it with this fucking world i'd welcome well people work on morality uh you know pills they think that you know maybe bill gates with his gene editing you know that shit he's getting into he says it's to uh remove the trait in mosquitoes that uh expresses the behavior of biting people and he's gonna defeat malaria that way right bill gates really that transition would be very swift and quick into human behaviors so people are working on that What do you think about theonomy? I don't know what that is. You can type it in the thing. And maybe I'll respond if I see it. <clears throat> uh, how do you feel about Novax patches? Like a patch you put on a jacket? I don't know. I mean, you become a target. I don't think people need to know that. Part of the whole vaccination rebellion um, is protecting your um, your medical privacy. I think a lot of this, what's going on with this fake pandemic and the Trojan horse that it is toward a medical surveillance state and whatnot, uh, and then transitioning into a an entirely new paradigm for economics and um, technology... <clears throat> you know, it's their excuse to to uh, to deploy all of these new goodies that they have, all these new technologies and catching up to China, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but um, I don't think you need to uh, express... I mean, it, it helps in one way because people see there are other people out there 
and so they don't feel as alone. I believe that is a, a useful thing toward any, uh, you know, resistance towards something. But at the same time, I think the none of this uh, shit will go anywhere. I think the ultimate uh, last wall, other than holding a gun, uh, is uh, is like HIPAA law. I think a lot of this new technology and a lot of these technocrat needle dicks like Bill Gates, um, what's in their way is privacy, uh, medical privacy, privacy of your biology, privacy of your internals, privacy of your brain. And um, they can't do all their fun tricks and uh, and all their fun tech with that law in the way, you know. So, you know, even with the masks, it's like, you're going to treat people like they have a disease. Quarantine is for people who have a disease and you can find the disease in their body and be like, that's a disease and you have it. It's there. I have a picture of it. You can't take a picture of the French tickler in your body. They can't do that. So you're just assuming everybody has a disease and you're treating them like they do. And if they're not wearing a mask, you're assuming you're treating them like they have a disease and you could say, no. No, I have a medical condition where I can't wear the this mask and they go they they can't ask you what that condition is. And so that little interaction itself highlights the um the barrier of entry for this new tech and this new behavior we're seeing from from these retarded people who are finally in the position of being the authority. Just common I they're the real crisis actors. Um but HIPAA laws right to privacy of your your medical your medical information is the ultimate barrier uh to entry for this new paradigm this new you know full on information data driven system which really isn't too much about medical that again that's just the that is just the trojan horse if you've ever read lockstep to and written in 2010 by the rockefeller foundation you should read it the scenario lockstep is specifically about a coronavirus pandemic that is used to um, implement an authoritarian, technocratic, uh, data-driven paradigm that uh, is used as an excuse to expand, drastically expand new technology. They did the same thing with uh, 9-11. I mean, if you read the uh, Project for a New American Century... If you look at a section called Expanding America's Defenses, you'll find a bit that says, and, and by, by the way, this, the, the people in this think tank, PNAC, are George Bush and David Wolfowitz and Dick Cheney and maybe 10 others who are part of uh, Bill, I mean, uh, George W.'s cabinet. They wrote in Expanding America's Defenses section, you know, Expanding America's Technological Defenses uh, would be a long, tedious road absent a catastrophic event to catalyze that uh, this, uh, like a new Pearl Harbor quote. They even, you know, like that was the language then. That's in 1998. Then comes 2000, and uh, planes hit, and the first thing on the news this is like a new Pearl Harbor. That was, an, I think, this is Osama bin Laden. Oh, there's also there's Osama bin Laden. New Pearl Harbor. Oh, we got to expand America's defenses. <clears throat> it's the same shit. It's just, I'm so, 
uh, uh, just disappointed in people who are at least 25 years old and older, who don't see the pattern is the same. They're like goldfish. It's like, no, no, that was that. And then it turned out to be there's a lot of lies with 9-11 and, and there's a lot of lies with the WMDs and a lot of lies with this. And then they just assume what the military industrial complex is capable of they think that the scientific medical industrial complex isn't capable of. That makes you retarded. That makes you a dumb person. It just, it makes you a dumb person. A recruiter contacted me to run clinical trials for a vaccine in Orlando. Maybe do it. Maybe, uh, you know, find a trusted uh, news source. I mean, that's a funny joke. Um, and be like an intel person. No, obviously, they'll make you sign a non-disclosure agreement. I think they're going to... I don't even think they're going to ever come out with a vaccine. I think if, if they do, I'm pretty much, you know, putting... Uh, I'm 100% confirming it'll just be a placebo it'll just be like a an iv you know drip the things that the nurses the drunk hungover nurses take in the morning to sober themselves up you'd be surprised how powerful placebo and nocebo are everyone knows what a placebo is but there's a there's not much talk about nocebos which a placebo is you think you know you have you think something is one thing and then your you, your brain thinking it that that it's helping, even if it's a sugar pill, actually does something to your body to the effect of what it uh, would do if the if the pill or whatever the drug was actually real. But the same thing exists for nocebo. If you go in, for instance, um, thinking the worst of a certain um, let's say um, outcome of a of a treatment, then you can produce that outcome and your body will respond to your mind, and so forth. And it sounds all mystical, but it's really not. It makes perfect sense. <clears throat> but um, you could convince a bunch of people to, uh, for instance, lose smell in their nose, or any of those other strange alleged uh, side effects of coronavirus. You know, you know, if I could, if I can hypnotize someone to close their eyes. And to a point where they're unable to open their eyes, and I can do that. I, I've done that before. Um, if I can do that, and I'm not even a professional, then you can convince people, especially through massive psychological warfare, to experience symptoms. Absolutely. I think it's for deep population. I mean, it could be. I think their plan for, for depopulation is uh, more like, it would be more in line with um, people accepting a vaccine and they don't know that it's, uh, it's for sterility. It, it sterilizes people, which is totally possible. And you could always hide behind um, um, plausible deniability. Um, and anyone who thinks uh, psychopaths, psychopathic utilitarianists don't uh, 
don't think about doing stuff like that, you're naive or you're dumb. Unknown genetic consequences from DNA alteration. Yeah, probably, you know. But these things always backfire in some weird way, and it's like... Theonomy, God's laws. Um, theonomy, oh, equals God's law, standard for justice in society. Um, I don't know. I don't think that that's possible to obtain um, because we're men and we're not God. And so there's always going to be a separation there. There's always going to be some symposium deciding on the best interpretation of justice. I don't think we can actually execute justice um, or even like fairness or anything like that. And we try and that's fine. But um, I think the point is that we can't do it. And we're constantly trying and we're constantly uh, shooting for the highest standard. And, uh, but we know we can't achieve it. I think God's law is more about how to direct and prescribe your own behavior, not how to administer justice to other people. I mean, how I look at it, as far as justice, if I'm unwilling, I think forgiveness is, is the ultimate justice. It sounds crazy. A lot of people chanting just murder pedophiles, this and that. And, um, you know, forgiveness won't really work with a, a psychopath who just can't feel that or just that is ineffective or uh, ineffectual. <clears throat> so I understand that. But um, I think uh, forgiveness, compassion is really the the harder thing to do as far as justice is concerned. And it's, it's more impactful to people generally. Forgiveness. It, it, it like... If someone's still vacant or, or, or still alive and they're not totally vacant and they can feel and they know good, they still have a sense of what is good, um, forgiveness can bring that person down to their knees um, and uh, experiencing humility to a level that they didn't know existed and just gratitude. Like it can alter a person. <clears throat> so it's too easy to, to uh, take the concept of theonomy and just run away with it, you know, and just be like, I got the golden staff. I got the golden ticket. I got the golden ticket. Pedos shouldn't be forgiven. Well, that's the thing is you can forgive or you don't, or you, you know, you don't have to. Ultimately the, the justice isn't yours and the vengeance isn't yours. So vengeance isn't yours. So if you're, if vengeance isn't yours and you know it, um, if you're still vengeful in, in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit, but you know, vengeance isn't yours and you can't actually execute, um, justice, then the only thing you can do to relieve yourself of vengefulness is forgiveness. It's for you. So it's like, that's also the flip side of forgiveness is it's, it's a lot of times it's not for the person it's for it's for you and uh, that takes ball that takes a lot it takes courage and a lot so uh condemning ending wickedness even if it takes violence is righteous 
I guess. I mean, to me, the, how I look at it is if I'm unwilling to do it myself, I can't ask a masked person to do it. I can't ask someone, another man to be my executioner. So I think that's the true mark of uh, justice is if someone murders my kid, does worse. If, you know, hiring a hitman isn't to me just or getting the government to be the hitman for me, I don't even believe is just. I believe justice emerges when the person, me in that case, is the decider of the, the penalty but also the administer of it. And only then are you willing to confront uh, punishment versus forgiveness. And that's a harder thing. That's actually more cultural. That's what I really push for, even though I don't expect anything in that direction, is that when you have cultural law that's based in family, uh, it's based horizontally and vertically. It's not based on a hired hitman of suits and judges and people you don't even know personally who don't know your family. That small town, sort of small city, small community feel, justice could actually be harsher. Um, and the penalties can be even harsher, but, uh, there's something about, um, about people knowing each other and knowing what the, the moral law is, uh, or what is socially the law there that transcends. I always, I always point to this is that, you know, the, the best way to, um, push for a, decency isn't by law, isn't by government law. It's not by hiring corrupt, uh, psychopathic, uh, maybe pedophilic banker fucks to uh, be the arbiter of justice. It's that you create and maintain a standard within the community that's unsaid. It, it's like, it's, I mean, that's why I respect like uh, Islam in some cases. It's just like the moral law the socially, culturally, is deeper than the, the government. It actually informs the government or the state, but it, it's not dictated by the state. In some places it is, of course. But, um, but having that, it's, this, is not a, um, this is not that I agree with the, what the customs or the laws are. It's different argument. It's that, it's that the argument is that um, moral and socially instilled laws through family, culture, generations is stronger. It transcends the, the written, the dude with the feather pen, you know. Um, but I, was, I thought of something funny is like the, uh, the snake, the don't tread on me snake. Like he definitely has a lisp. You know what I mean? The more I look at that snake emblem and think about that philosophy and just the snake just is like, dude, just don't take my stuff. That's my parking spot. Dude, stay away from me. It's just like, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, if you're into like little kids, as long as you don't hurt them, it's just like, don't take my stuff. I'm trying to coil up over here. It's like, 
It's like, don't step on me. Stepping on me. Don't treads on me. Get away. And he's like, he's always doing like this, like, yeah. Definitely. The snake is definitely a Q fan. Don't step on me. Where do you draw the line between extremism and centrism? I just reject centrism. Uh, extremism is really the only way to go. And you're either, you either have a coherent, workable worldview or you don't. Going centrism, nothing has been built or maintained or defended through centrism. Centrism is just fence-sitting. Nothing gets done. Uh, you have to risk extremism to get anything uh, in a direction you want. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that the direction is correct just because it's extreme. It just means that you'll never know. You'll just never know, you know, who does anything not to the fullest. Like that's like if you take centrism in like any of your work or your habits or your, you know, your, your values, it's like, I don't know. I'm just in the middle about it. It's like, dude, you're in a, you know, like Jim Bob, you, uh, no, thanks for coming in for the interview. It says here you're, you, uh pretty good at uh, you know uh, Microsoft Word and you can draw pretty well and you know you like humor that's good I mean uh, do you work hard well I'm kind of like more of a centrist in that regard uh, I don't want to I don't want to go too extreme in like my you know my efforts or anything it's like you couldn't take centrism in any other area of your of your of your life and be taken seriously Oh, no, I was just saying, it's in the middle about it. You know, it's like war. I like, I don't like a lot of war, but I like some war is good. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You can't, it's not persuasive either. That's the thing is like the same problem libertarian has with not acknowledging uh, the degeneracy that can occur from that perspective, that isolated, individualist, bubble boy mentality. Um, the same goes for centrism. It's just kind of like neither here nor there. You're not persuading anyone. It's kind of similar. You're just leaving everyone be, you know, why can't everyone just be centrist? It's like, why can't everyone just be, you know, comatose and plugged into a feeding machine? It's like, no, central, you know, like you want to believe something and care and value something enough where you're willing. I mean, it sounds very boomer, but it's true. Like for a man, especially you want to value something or no value or no love uh, to an extent where you're willing to die or kill for it. Not that you're just going to do that, but like that you're willing to. There's no centrists at the front lines of any war. You know, it just doesn't get the ball rolling. It's like a flat tire in the front of your bike. Central is moralless. Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't, I don't know if I've met anyone who's has a, uh, a coherent basis for morality. And who is a centrist? But it's possible. I don't know. 
Hitler didn't create shit? Uh, he kind of did. He put an abrupt stop to a lot of degeneracy. No one really covers that aspect because, uh, you know, your public schools are all completely, you know, it's all indoctrination. You don't learn, you don't learn two sides of anything in school. So, I mean, no, he just, he just went the wrong, he, he went to some, he went similar, similar to, uh, you know, Ted Kaczynski, where it's like, people can accurately identify an issue and then have the total, a, a really incorrect or immoral or, uh, irrational solution. Um, you know, like Bernie Sanders can locate a lot of problems and a lot of Wrong, uh, false problems, but the pr the accurate problems he does locate, he has the completely wrong solution to. So it's like separating those two. But no, I wouldn't say Hitler didn't create anything. He did. He he mobilized an like an entire um like an entire worldview like among a, a large population of people. Like there's no. It doesn't need a value statement of what, you know, whether it was good or bad or right or wrong, but it would be incorrect to say he didn't create anything. I mean, I don't even think he was the real dude either. I think he was just like, we need a guy, you know, like, let's get a guy up there um who who you can appeal to his his ego and his fancy pantsism and it's just like an actor like hey Jesse Smollett you want you want to be a part of something big huh i bet you want to be special i bet your daddy wasn't there to tell you you were a good actor you want to win i bet you want to win and it's like you know the same was like hitler was like you, you know oh your your failed little art career oh you want to be a special little one oh you want to be an you know want to be an actor Consider it like an actor. And they could prop these people up. I mean, I think the same about MLK. Um, you know, a lot of these people, even Mao, like their faces, you know, they're, they're useful, well, you know, statesmen. Obama, like they're statesmen, they're, they're bullhorns. And, uh, and they can be used to aggregate movements. That's why I think Q is an AI. I think it's like, the same concept, but you're anthropomorphizing an AI program uh, similar to, you know, um, anonymous. And you're just like, you know, trying to get it to speak to uh, speak to the ears of the populace. And they can do this over and over again. And all you have to do is, you know, make it marketable, put a little mustache on it, make them scream, you know, like. You know, like, and everyone's like, yes, let's get this shit back together. He's got it. And it's like, they, that's all you take. That's all it takes, you know? You know, and his speaking, if, if you just separate it all, if you separate the content and just look at the patterns. There's no difference between that mustache guy and ML, MLK. You know, pushing like commie, everything's everybody's equal. You know, basically there's no 
real differences between uh, races and cultures and beliefs. Oh, I had a dream today. I had a dream. Little Timmy can cut off his little ween and become Tammy the next day. I have a dream when the Chinese can make our little sneakers for LeBron James. I have a dream where the Black Lives Matter is painted on every single corner of the street and can only ironically be seen from a helicopter. Mm, I have a dream. It's like, it's shown to work. I mean, take like Michael Eric Dyson. You know, someone sat with him. He like came from like a probably a church or something. Then he was like, I want to get into politics. And they sat him down. They were just like, can you... You talk like that, kind of, like, uh, but a little less coherent, you know. It's all acting. Storytelling, acting. It's the same trick every time, and it works because, guess what? We only live between, you know, 60 and 100 years. Every time someone's born, it's like, uh, I had a joke that I did in, like like, a cartoon with Bernie Sanders where someone asks him his favorite... The, his favorite line from a movie, and it's like, you know, I keep I keep getting older, they stay the same age. And it's like, that's his base, because, you know, kids, youth, every time youth is replenished, there's a new ideal to sell. And so you just put a little mustache, or you put a little loudspeaker, or you do a little, whatever it is, and you can sell the youth some new dumbass idea every single generation. That's why it works every time. That's why, like, have we not learned from history? Who's we? Half of those people are dead. We're just doing this, doing it again. It's like, what's true is always true. You can sell the same lies to different people. It's like, when like a good performer does the same thing well for everybody. They don't do a different thing half well for a lot of different people. So a magician does the same thing well for this, a lot of different people. They don't, uh, the same goes for this, this uh, scam, you know, the scams, the constant scams, the selling of a war, the selling of a fake pandemic, selling of fear, blah, 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 blah. It's the same shit. It's the same magic trick. And the reason it works and you cannot avoid it is because we get older and then it's sold to a new generation of people who can't learn any other way than being deceived. And that's just how it goes. Luck. What do I say to people saying we're in the end times? I just say that's not for you to say. You don't know shit. I just say it. You don't know. Just don't do that. <clears throat> will politics ever be run by computers and that's a good idea i th- again i think i think q is an ai program so to some extent that's already happening there are fake ai journalism programs that are and all journalism is politicized so in that realm uh there are already uh computers writing um propaganda and so i think it's going to start with those two things and then it's going to move over to, you know, face deep fakes of political, emerging political leaders where they have an entire background that's sellable to dumb people, 
where they're like some there will be a time in our near future where someone like me is going to say that's not a real person and a bunch of people are going to call me crazy and a lot of you crazy for pointing out that someone's not a real person and they're going to go Jim Bob, are you serious? They have a whole history. You can look up their history. And you're like, on what? On this thing. And then a computer program will be able to present a very cohesive life of somebody because they can do that for an existing person. They can change the history of someone and make it convincing like Barack Obama and probably many more we don't even know about. So when computers start doing that, um, that, that'll be like the crux. That'll be the moment where when you and me look and see that a fake person is actually like not real, but people believing it's real, it's going to be a whole new spiritual warfare because it's going to be, I think that that'll be difficult for someone like me to, to have a hard time convincing another person that they're believing someone exist and they don't exist. I mean, you'll sound crazy. But I think that's going to happen in uh you know, sooner than than we all might think. How much do you think this is a stock manipulation? I think, yeah, I think it's all push. It's all the World Economic Forum agenda. It's Agenda 2130. Um, it's, all, it's, it's all pushing a new paradigm. It's not about just like virus pushing vaccines. It's so much bigger. It's a massive new paradigm. It's like a massive new step toward like a big technological era, a new era. Um, that's, that's what it's about. I was also watching, I caught a tiny bit of an NBA game and I was just appalled. It's like, they're all playing in Disney World, which is appropriate because Disney World is the first sort of um, prototype for these smart retard cities where the company owns the city and runs it and provides everything. Blah. I mean, Disney's the perfect prototype. And so it's appropriate that all the NBA teams are... Um, now you know reside in disney world and they all play in a rectangle and a rectangle has fake people and you can send a video of yourself and maybe pay to be in the stands that's the future they want that it's sick anyway i have to go i'll probably upload this to youtube and then uh who knows i might do a d live soon with some live cartoon by savage memes volume two it's available at madebyjimbob.com for you guys uh, use use the promo code Liberty and you'll get free shipping. All right, love you.